Before we get started, I wanted to mention a correction from last week. We had been talking about the Bundys, and we had said that the Bundys were pardoned by Trump. That is incorrect. The Bundys were not pardoned. The people who were pardoned were Dwight Hammond and his son Stephen, who started a fire on a ranch. Uh, the jury convicted them of using fire to destroy federal property. They claimed that it was to protect the land from wildfires, but the prosecutors argued that it was to destroy evidence of poaching on public land. The Bundy's case was dismissed. And a thank you for Blair, one of our listeners, for pointing out this information. Now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, July 17th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. If you want to join in on our conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or a link to an article you'd like to share. This week on the podcast, we'll be talking about Trump's treason this week and the criminal in charge of the criminal prosecutors. That's that's my opinion, but in any case, the criminal uh, in ch- charge of the criminal prosecutors. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait for the story. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm confused, but go on. But first, Arizona. This is a follow-up to the story that we talked about in Arizona. There is a company who does wedding invitations. They are the Brush and Nib Studio. They filed suit against the state as Phoenix. Actually, I think they filed in Phoenix. There was a law that protects lesbian gay bisexual transgenders from discrimination and they this uh this wedding invitation business sued because they said that it violated their first amendment now no gay couple had come and asked them for anything (laughs) they preemptively filed suit because they didn't want to have to be in the situation where they would support gay marriage arizona court of appeals in april came out with a decision that said No, uh, it is not too much for you to just do the same product that you would do for somebody else. What if you had two people who were named Alex? Alexandria and and Alexander. You could do an Alex and Alex, so why is it that big of a deal for you to do two male names, is basically what the court said. And they are now filing at the state level. Sure. So right. they have filed an appeal saying that, no, it's really too much, even though nobody has gone to them and may never, because why, if you're a gay couple, why would you pick these people? Except to make a point, maybe, I guess. But Who knew that everybody involved in the wedding industry is such assholes? Yeah. <laughs> How does this fall under their First Amendment right? What is they under the First Amendment? Freedom of speech. Religious freedom. Religious freedom, yeah. Religious freedom is under that one, too. Okay. Yeah. So, in any case, they're making the argument that uh, it goes against their First Amendment rights because they don't want to... It's forcing them to say things about gay marriage that they don't like. God, this feels like a slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't aware that you could sue your local government for a a law that they passed. That seems strange to me. Yeah, I don't know who the injured party is. In the, I guess they're saying they're the injured party, but there isn't. Like, they haven't but been made not. to do anything. Right, they're the potential injured party in right. their own heads. Cases have been dismissed when there's no one, you know, there's no injured party. Right, they're, but they're saying that the law that yeah, what they has get not if been they tested, win? overturning the law, I guess, is what they want. Yeah, That's not how you go about it, though, is it? By suing the state? I can't, I don't think so. Well, that's one way. I mean, mm-hmm. if a judge comes back and it's it's eventually found unconstitutional, then it could be struck down. But uh, the the article, and this is an article on the azcentral.com, they uh, cite that the the case was they did not appeal until after the masterpiece cake shop ruling from sure. the Supreme Court. So that revitalized them and made them think that they can now win. But they're not an injured party. Okay, they think. Wait, they wait, wait. You're telling me if if somehow they won this case that then the law would get struck down or the I mean the judge can't look at the case and go oh this law is ridiculous get rid of this law I mean a judge doesn't do that one single judge right 
Right. Judges are, are responsible for interpreting the law a lot, not writing it or changing it. They could yeah, like, rule that something is unconstitutional, I think, and send it back to the legislature to rework it. Right. Like, if I break I th- a dumb law and argue that the law is dumb in court, they'll be like, well, yeah, we agree it's dumb, but you still broke the law. Sure. Right? Okay. I just want yeah. to make sure. Now, I can see a um, a, a small town enacting a, a law that says that, you know, for example, no black people can live within one mile of the center of town. I could see some podunk town in the south writing that law. And there has to be a a way to undo that. But I would I would say that anybody that is trying to move in there would be would have cause to fight them. These people don't have cause. It's just so weird. Yeah, I don't know how they aren't being thrown out at mm. this point just because nobody has tried to do that. So Right. And to remind people that the the Supreme Court did not say that the uh, masterpiece cake shop had the right to discriminate. They threw it out on technical terms. But again, that's not that's not what the conservative yeah. right as we learned earlier from Ian, facts don't mean shit. (laughs) (laughs) True. All right. I wanted to talk about Kavanaugh a little bit. Uh, There's an article on Think Progress that that pretty much describes how Kavanaugh will use religion to to turn back the clock on Roe v. Wave. Um, A couple things that are cited. The judicial common space scores, which I have never heard about, but it's apparently a method of measuring justices on left and right liberal conservative scale. They rank Kavanaugh more conservative than Alito, Gorsuch, and Scalia. Hmm. And the reason they did that is because of some opinions that he wrote. Um, Last year, he wrote a dissent arguing that forcing a 17-year-old immigrant to continue her pregnancy was not undue burden, Hmm. that it wasn't an undue burden for her to have to carry a baby to full term. But two years before that, he wrote a dissenting argument that a five-blank fill-in form was a substantial burden for a Catholic group for them to fill out in order to undermine the Affordable Care Act. So because the Affordable Care Act would cause them to fill out a five-blank questionnaire, and this was in order to not be subject to the Affordable Care Act. All they had to do was fill out five blanks. Hmm. Nope, that was a substantial burden. So we have to undo that. But carrying a baby... That's not a substantial burden. (laughs) Yeah. This is where his statements about interpreting the law, his idea of interpreting is how I can make it so that my beliefs are what the law is. Right. I had no question in my mind at all that that was the reason he was picked. So no surprise to me. Oh, no. The reason was he was picked was because that thing he wrote about the president not being (laughs) indicted. Nothing. All that other shit, just window dressing. (laughs) Icing on the cake. He is the, the, the twofer. He's got both sides covered, yeah. It, what shocks me the most about this guy is is how young he is. Mm. Like, he's, he's what, 53? Yeah. 53. He doesn't he's, look it. No, he looks, he actually looks a lot younger, but he's only 10 years older than me. And, like, so he grew up with, like, a lot of the same shit as me. And to have these crazy beliefs, like, did he cut, does he come from money? You know, I don't know for sure. Yeah, like, there's not a lot on what he did prior to all the awful shit. I mean, like, he was working on the Ken Starr thing. He had to have been, what, 25 then? Yeah, probably. That was a while ago. Well, and he definitely is with the Federalist Society, so I would imagine he does come from money, because most of them do. Right, Um, okay. That's that's an in to that group, so I would imagine. In the article, it does go into his hostility toward the separation of church and state. Um, It also addresses issues on tradition and what he considers tradition to be about. Um, So there's a lot of interesting stuff in the article. Again, it's on Think Progress. I I think it's it's worth a read. Kind of long, but uh, if you really want to get into why you should hate this guy, (laughs) there you go. I have this, this sick, disturbing feeling that our generation, I assume all four of us are Generation X, right? Sure. Mostly. I don't know the exact details of how that's defined, but sure, I believe so. I, I think it's from 65 to 79 or 80 as your birth year makes you Generation okay. X. Like, I feel that our generation did not really put a lot of people into politics. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, people don't get this far in politics by their 40s. You have to usually you have to be in your 50s to get to this level, to the national level. Not always. So you're saying they could be out there. I just don't know about them or like you just don't see a lot of people in our age range. Definitely with the same experiences like 
out there. Like, you know, you'll get the occasional Kavanaugh, but this guy's an anomaly. If he came from money and was in the Federal Society, like, he didn't grow up listening to the fucking grunge rock like I did. No, right. <laughs> no, he, he got a bit of a leg up, yeah. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people out there, but um, they're, they're still coming up and doing local and state stuff. They're not in the federal yet. Mm. I, I hope think so. A lot of them, I think a lot of them are, are more energized currently. <laughs> Possibly. Also, it seems like a lot of the younger generations are more energized than ours. Sure. Yeah, the, the current 18 to 22s are highly interested. Well, we were the slacker generation. <laughs> <laughs> Too much smoking pot. And the first generation to have it worse off than their parents. Yeah. So does any wonder that we're slackers and pissed off? <laughs> Thanks, baby boomers. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> so another uh, another appointee that I wanted to mention, uh, another Trump appointee. This judge has, uh, he, man, he is quite clear. He bemoans the moral tragedy of abortion, and he accuses the lower courts of anti-Christian bias. So it's not because... It's specifically because they're just trying to persecute the Christians. That's why they're they're wanting to have abortions legalized. What? So this guy, James Ho, he is a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals judge. He served in Texas as a solicitor general during uh, the, the state's legal campaign against Obama's administration. He, at the same time, volunteered for an anti-LGBT, anti-abortion First Liberty Institute. He volunteered at the First Liberty Institute in his spare time when not being a judge. See, it's things like this that, isn't that a strict conflict of interest? Like how, I, I don't understand how that can... Absolutely. Mm. He's supposed to be impartial on all things, isn't he? Yes. Interpret the law. Don't make it. That was the thing last week when we were talking about the Supreme Court that was bothering me the most about this that I didn't mention was that the Supreme Court, who's supposed to be like this, the most impartial body that we have is the most political Mm. that we have. Like, it's not about that anymore. It's about how many of my guys can I get in there to push my agenda? So it like almost the, the whole point of it becomes moot because of that. Mm. You know, and the same thing with this guy. Right. What did he say? So I'm, I'm looking for answers. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> or did I just put everybody down by saying? Well, <laughs> yeah, the yeah other pretty thing much. He, the other thing he said is, in a, a quote, in a strikingly cynical rant, he suggested that wealthy people must buy off politicians in order to protect themselves from regulators. Regulators is in quotes. I mean, he is... Yeah, this was in an argument to – there was an argument for keeping money out of politics, yeah, and this was his, his counter-argument. Money has to be in politics. Other, otherwise, you know, rich people are going to be overburdened by those regulations. Mm. <laughs> the poor uh, rich people. I know. I feel so bad What are they going to do? How do you say that and keep your job as a jo- – I mean <laughs> – People like you for it, and people lift you up. Because you said things like that. That's what astonishes me. But you need poor people to vote, too. <laughs> yeah. What well, poor person is like, yeah, that makes total sense to me. Currently, we do. I mean, what if we go back to, you know, only people that own land can vote? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried to say that. That someone wants to bring that back? Yeah. But that, but that way, you're ensuring the, you know, the purity of the vote. Only people that have a vested interest and, you know, have are, you know, important parts of, this, of society, only those people get to vote. I would not at all be surprised if that happened. I mean, I'm sure someone will bring it up. I don't know if it'll happen. (laughs) I will sell square footage of our property. You can own a square foot and be a landowner. (laughs) Are you allowed? Are you sure you're allowed to subdivide? No, probably not. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) Yeah, you're my you're my wheelhouse now. (laughs) All right, we have a friend that lives in the country. Maybe he can. (laughs) But if we do do that, you know, and if we have to understand the difference between a citizen and a civilian, at least I know I will be safe. From insect attacks on Clendathu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a... Movie reference? Really? Yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> okay, thanks, Jared. I was like, surely someone of the three of you has seen Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yeah. I, I was I taking knew. a sip of water because I was immediately going to yell out, It's scared! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you people are talking about. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's a timely movie now, again. Mm-hmm. The third judge I want to bring up. This is actually good news. Hmm. And it's closer to home. In Philadelphia, 
the city has required its foster care agencies to adhere to non-discriminatory processes that, uh, so if, if a couple comes in and they're gay and they want to adopt a child just because they're gay, that doesn't allow the Catholic social services specifically to say, no, you can't, uh, we can't put a child with you. You are homosexual. So that's an act of discrimination in Philadelphia. Nice. And, uh, a judge has, uh, ruled that that was the case. The article, by the way, that I had linked is telling me that I can no longer read it and that I have to support subscribe to use it so uh i'm using that article <laughs> yeah i hear a lot of good things going on in, in philly they got a new like liberal mayor right uh, you know yeah. i don't even know did they yeah i think they did and he was he like immediately started making sweeping changes and straightening things yeah make as, as i recall before, prior to this getting arrested in philly was an awful thing <laughs> yeah getting better hopefully they in, in, have enacted laws that i had not thought existed for example you can no longer ask People in Philadelphia, if, if uh, they are applying for a job, how much they make in their current job. You can't base the amount of pay that you offer them based on how much they currently make. And it, and it also um, – the thought is, is that it will help equalize the pay scale because women typically make less than men. So they have to be – they're forced now to determine how much a position pays and offer that regardless of how much they made before. And some higher educational institutions are adopting it regardless of whether they're actually in Philadelphia or not. <laughs> sure. I mean, they could still just knock 17% off the top in any case, but... Uh, mm. I thought he made some changes to, to marijuana uh, laws, too, or something like that. Or... They did. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, in complete contrast to what is going on in Philadelphia, mm. in Washington, D.C., they are trying to completely overwrite that. The House Appropriations Committee has approved on uh, Wednesday last week, uh, they have approved to allow taxpayer-funded adoption agencies to deny placement to LGBT families over religious objections. Wait, taxpayer-funded? So basically funded? what, what the sorry? Taxpayer-funded ones? I mean, fine, if you have a Catholic organization, I can see them making an argument for that. It's still wrong, but, but a tax... Well, Funded? If you have a if you have a Catholic organization that does adoption placement, uh, you can get federal money because for your adoption placement. Hmm. I, mean, I hate to call it business, but I mean, I guess it that's is. what it is. Yeah. But what the House Appropriations, what they have introduced, what it limits is if if any city or state says, no, that's discrimination, you can't do that, the federal government will be able to pull, I believe it is up to 15% of the funding that goes to that state. In general? No, I believe for specifically for the adoption agencies. Okay. So it's a penalty that if you say no, not serving LGBT people is discrimination, they then pull some of your money because you're not giving the money out to uh, the religious organizations. Wow. So in effect, it's a measure to stop people from saying that it's discrimination, therefore allowing people to discriminate. My guess is that most of the organizations in question will just deal with the 15% decrease. I mean, most of the, you know, the city of Philadelphia will just deal with it because yeah, well, what's, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Possibly. Um, again, when you hit people in the pocket, bro, it's really difficult to, uh, to argue that what that they should take the moral route as opposed to the the route where they can actually afford to continue their process. Yeah, agreed. But um, sometimes um, there are things more important than money. <laughs> not in this I, country. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are. There there is not an acknowledgement of it, but it is still true. I don't always agree with everything she says, but. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said that the House Democrats will fight this disgusting, deeply immoral, and profoundly offensive effort with all of our strength. <laughs> sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> as That's we not really as... threatening. I'm... <laughs> yeah. Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> <laughs> but she went on to say that there's no place for bigotry or discrimination in our foster and adoption systems. Again, I agree with her, but uh, I don't know that there's going to be any difference because the House is so controlled at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I appreciate her saying that, but she might as well say, I'm going to go single-handedly defeat the heavyweight boxing champion of the world with all my power. I'm like, yeah, that's because that's, that's what you're going to try to do. You're just going to you're going to go, hey, you shouldn't do that. They're going to go, we don't care. And yeah. it's just going to go on the way it has been. Yeah, it seems likely. 
Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I agree. I, I had, a, I had a positive thing, but then I had to immediately strike it back down. That's okay. Most <laughs> things are pretty bad, so yeah. <laughs> I don't you're not a miracle worker. <laughs> Taking us on a roller coaster. <laughs> so I did want to mention this. Uh oh, before before you get to the listener oh, yeah. stuff, yeah. I had one quick thing I forgot to bring up. Sure. Um, and I guess it would fit into the listener area, sort of. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh CNN shows this week. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, like the, they had the uh, the two thousands. Remember, I, I always always told you yeah. how I watched the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties. Watched two thousands. Did we watch the two thousands yet? Not yet. I don't believe so. There's only two episodes so far. Uh, the first one's about TV. Second one's about Bush. And wow, did I forget about what a scumbag Bush was? Because <laughs> uh, damn, does Donald Trump just you know put that hindsight a little rosier? But uh, r- regardless of all that, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the commercial that I kept seeing. Between the uh, the segments, because it was sponsored by the Christian Book Publishing. Uh, oh yeah, thing. yeah. What I've the fuck is that? <laughs> if you've wanted to publish your Christian b- book, we'll help you. What? Yeah, it's like if you are you Christian and you and you feel like your book hasn't been published or something like that, uh, sign up here, and it's right. like a they send you a publishing kit. Yeah. What is and that? They, and how do we write our own? Like, why are we not in there <laughs> writing our own book? Because they would not accept our book. They would not publish a book that we wrote. There's no way. Well, it They're, sounds like a fucking scam to begin with. That you get a yeah. publishing kit. What is that? Uh, uh, here, here's uh, rule number one: take your your book to a random house and see if they'll publish it. <laughs> oh, no, I think, I think it's I think it's do it through this, and we automatically get a cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they automatically get a cut, but it's all it's published and put out in a bunch of Christian bookstores all across the country. Correct. That's insane. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny though because growing up, I've mentioned I was in a, a friend's church, and my mother regularly went to some of these Christian bookstores in the local area, and I would see, I would go in there and just like wander around looking at stuff. I would see stuff that I'd never seen anyplace else. I'm like, where? Why do you only see it in this store? Like, if I go to Barnes & Nobles, I would never see this book. And this is how. It's right. because they publish them specifically for Christian bookstores. Right. And they make, you know, 5,000 of them. Each store gets eight. And they spread them across the country. Yeah. And, and they, they all char- say the same thing. <laughs> right. Right. And they, uh, they charge the people that wrote them. And then they charge the people that buy them. It's a money-making scheme. Yep. And if they all sell, I'm, pro- I'm sure the publisher gets a little bit of money back, but I mean, the, the writer gets some money back, but they have to sell. And how many Christian books can one person read? I thought you only needed one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you need the redacted version of Harry Potter, <laughs> which I know turned out not to be true anyway, but it's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't exist? No, that was a, a fake story. It Jake- could with this company. Yeah. No, no. J.K. Rowling owns the rights to her story. She would not allow that to happen. <laughs> again, again, I'm sure you could change change the names enough yeah. that they could put it out. Mm. I'm thinking you're you're still going to get a suing. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know. Again, I don't know how far you have to adapt something to not get a suing because if <laughs> you can look me in the face. And tell me that Words with Friends isn't Scrabble, oh. then you are a better person than I am. Speaking of which, not Game of Thrones, uh, speaking of um, Words with Friends and things that look like other things, did you see this movie in China that cost $100 million to create? And it, it looks like a Chinese version of Game of Thrones. It's, I mean, it's a blonde Chinese woman riding a dragon. It's amazing. <laughs> Mm. And it closed on the first weekend because it made like ten million. So they're, they're like, "Oops, shut it down." They, they, I, I have not, but there is there is more <laughs> of that going on than I realized. Yeah. I feel like I was discussing this either on a show or in while playing video games with Jared because I was telling him how I, on Netflix I saw the series Metamorphosis, and all this time I thought when when something a popular uh, you know English language show uh, when it was I thought they just had someone dub it. And then you would market it to other countries dubbed, you know, so that they could understand it or add, add the. But this was like, nope, this was Metamorphosis. It had all Latino actors. And the description under it was Senor Walter Blanco making methamphetamines as a high school chemistry teacher. And I was like, what? <laughs> so they sold the story and let them make their own version? That's, <laughs> more, that's more likely the case. Because they yes. do, like, what I'd said to Ian is there are. Like, I once saw a British version of that 70s show hmm. with the same character names and everything, except it took place in Britain. 
Sure. Well, the office was the same way it started in Britain and right. came to America. So to Scranton. So, I mean, imitation or licensed, mm, curious. Jorge, Jorge Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> well, this went way off the rails from, the, from the Christian yeah. book publishing thing. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I learned something. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to fit that in before we got in, because I sure. wanted to yeah, know if anybody absolutely. had seen that. Uh, so, I don't know where I was, but I uh, wanted to, to say thank you to Kurt for posting on our Facebook page. There is a video, uh, very much worth the watch. I forget how long it is. I might have to uh, see how long it is real quick. It's not Six minutes. It's not, it's, yeah, it's like, I was going to say, like five, six minutes. Mm. Robert Reich does a big, ginormous whiteboard on how we got where we are. Uh, it's in these dark times, it's important to understand how we got to this mess. And it's all about the economics of how we got to where we are. Well, in economics. But um, it's not... It's not too much, like it's not a whole bunch of numbers. Don't let the word economics throw you off. It's a very high, le- extremely high level. Here's what happened, and here's how we got to the way that we are in the economy. And uh, I think it's worth a look. Again, it's on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, but I think it's under groups. So it might be uh, facebook.com slash groups slash profanearg, I think. Just put a link on the website. Yeah, there, there will be a link on the website. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to mention, I, this, uh, again, I only saw this on Facebook. Mike Rowe, if you remember Mike Rowe. Dirty Jobs. Uh, yep. From Dirty Jobs. Uh, we enjoyed watching Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs, quite a bit. Uh, He's very entertaining guy. He has a new show. Don't have the name in front of me. Oh, let's get this done, or it's something like that. This new show is only going to be airing on Trinity Broadcast Network. Ew. Christian channel, the Trinity Broadcast Network. And a lot of people have sent him love letters, he calls them, uh, which he addresses on his Facebook page. It is a quite a, a long read, but a lot of it's comments, but it's his comments back on some of these quote-unquote love letters. Like, Mike, you're being used as a pawn to sell this current administration. These Christian networks are QVC for Trump. You know this is true. <laughs> Also, another person saying a huge part of your population uh, prefers to keep their, their head in the sand about what's really happening in America. You've figured out a way to profit off one of the only things that tugs at our heartstrings. Hmm. Uh, they, well, what is this show about? nice about him. What is the show about? So the new show, I believe, is going to be fairly similar to Dirty Jobs. It's, it's about work in America. I don't have uh, the specifics on the new show. I can only tell you about what Dirty Jobs was. Mm. Are you familiar with that at all? No, I only see this Mike Rowe character every so often because he says something that supports conservatives. So Right, and well, one of the, his kind of founding things that he it was a constant thread through his show, Dirty Jobs, was that we need to stop educating the entire population with four-year degrees and start educating people to do real jobs like you know farming and, and cre- creating things and making things and fixing things and that a two-year degree for a lot of people is perfectly sufficient instead of and kind of an elitist way of looking at higher education which I, I tend to agree with but he's gone off the rails i think a little bit since then i don't know i don't know if he's gone off the rails or if he's just decided that this is where this is a network that'll support him mm-hmm. um yeah it's been how many years since dirty jobs been off the air and how many years since bounty dumped him as a spokesman quite a while yeah yeah he's he's not above working for the trinity broadcasting network it's true he's, get a job where you just, can get a job right just because his show was interesting doesn't mean he was a good person don't be fooled by his that's what i was about oh, this. Like, yeah what don't makes be this fooled guy by his good looks <laughs> like i always got the feeling when i would see these videos or whatever that he was a you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy yeah that's fair which by the way i found out actually when it was fir- when that phrase was first invented meant that you can't do this, that it's impossible to pull this task off. You're trying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh, sure, that makes which sense. Which you can't fucking do. You can't get anywhere by doing that. <laughs> you right. can pull your boots up by your bootstraps, but not yourself up. I get <laughs> right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what? who is this fucking guy? Why does anybody listen to him? I always enjoyed the Dirty Job show. I thought it was um, a, a, an interesting way to see like how people – it was very interesting to see people doing a real job, like something mm. that I would look at and go, there is no way in hell I could ever do that. I mean, some of it was dirty. Some of it was disgusting. I think that's the reason it, it got as big as it did. But to me, it was it was about seeing people doing real work. Yes. 
And the name of the new show is Somebody's Got to Gotta Do It. I agree. I think he's he's right leaning, uh, but I do agree with the idea that you shouldn't try and get everybody a four year degree at a minimum in order to get a job. There yeah. should be jobs that you can get with a two year degree. You know, good, decent jobs with with that level of uh, of education. Well, there should you should also look. Somebody's got to drive the school bus, right? It's got to happen, right? That Somebody, person's not going to college, right? It, it, it's the the old adage: somebody's got to dig the ditches. All this work needs to be done. I mean, you can't just farm it all out to immigrants. It has to be if we're if we're if we're going to continue to function and be able to not turn into idiocracy, we need to be able to do things ourselves. Oh, I was leaning more towards like maybe we should pay a bus driver a good wage. Well, yeah. that too. We should pay a bus driver a good wage. We should pay you know, coal miners a good wage until we can get them out of the coal mines. We should pay farmers a good wage. You know, all these people that do the things that put food on our plates, it's all important work and it needs to be supported. No, driving a school bus is an intermediary job. <laughs> I did find it amusing that he is now on a Christian network, so not mm. apologizing for it in any way. Well, but, let's, uh, let's not act like he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know. Very true. You keep saying school bus driver, and I find it curious because the only school bus driver I know I got into a massive online Facebook argument with because I went to high school with her. Turns out she's a lunatic far right person, and then she deleted me as a friend, and I'm like, meh. All right. <laughs> well. You got to be a little bit crazy to, to yeah. take that job. Sure. That's a whole bunch of nonsense every day. So <laughs> so I'm going to push through these next few things real quick here. I wanted to mention Tony Perkins. This is a guy. Uh, he is a president of the Family Research Council. He has regularly come out and said that all this flooding and storms and everything that's happening, it's all because of the gays. He has just lost his home to a natural disaster, flooding. <laughs> womp womp. Classic. <laughs> so I, I find it amusing, though, that apparently this time, though, it's it's not the gays. Was it Obama? Who, who flooded him? Hillary Clinton? <laughs> oh, oh, here it is. Perkins was careful to point out that this particular flood wasn't because of the gays, but rather an incredible, encouraging, spiritual exercise to take you to the next level in your walk with an almighty and gracious God who does all things well. Damn. Yeah. So it's it's... Definitely, when it happens to poor people or in other places, it's because of the gays. But if it's happening to me, it's just God saying I needed a new house. <laughs> I'm surprised there isn't like a GoFundMe link to this. Yeah. Is he getting the government to help him? I'm sure. Most flood insurance is uh, supported by the federal government. So, yes. Doesn't God provide? I mean, <laughs> why do you need the government? Well, not directly. He pr he provides it through the government and, you know, contributors. Wait, like God might actually make people become doctors to treat your kid when he's sick? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't make any sense to me, Karen. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I didn't link this into the other judge stories, but there's a judge that has ruled against atheists trying to put up an ad in Pennsylvania. The ad, if you take a look at it, all it is is it's a couple links to website and it just says atheists. It has a link to the NEPA freethought.org and atheists.org. And it just says atheists. They ruled that that was too offensive to put on their bus, which is where they were paying. This was <laughs> going to be a paid for ad to put on the, the bus, uh, the buses in, in the town, in the county of Lackawanna. Lackawanna I, County. I, I have no oh, idea. That's not too far is. from me, baby. Yeah. Okay. But apparently the uh, the local administration, local council said, nope, that is too offensive. You can't say atheist. Yeah, well, right. Controversial. Yeah. You cannot say atheist on our ad. We will not allow our transit vehicles or property to become a public forum for debate and discussion of public issues. <laughs> Meanwhile, they have specifically allowed St. Mary Byzantine's Catholic Church, St. Matthew's Lutheran Church, Christian's Women's Devotional Alliance, Hope Church, a school board candidate, uh, Brewers Outlets, and uh, Old Forge Times, which is an online blog that uh, contains links to anti-Semitic websites. Those all had ads on the buses, but not something that says atheists. That's <laughs> right out. Now, I've met the people from this part of the state. They are very Catholic. Um, and it would probably be controversial, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't put it on a bus. <laughs> How is just saying atheist controversial? There are atheists. It triggers this, me. 
This isn't a, it didn't say God doesn't exist. It says mm. there are people and those right. people. They're little snowflakes. Believe. They are. And they get triggered. They do. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of hardcore Catholics up in that part of the state. Joe Biden was right. Scranton area is a shithole. It's not a nice place, no, particularly. Uh, I just find, I mean, again, all of the religious organizations, nope, they can advertise no problem. You say one thing that just says atheist. Nothing about them, just atheist. Too far. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have real laws. We have, like, twisting things, twisting Mm. laws. How can I bend this to do what I want? Wasn't there something in that article about them being known for their pretzels and twisting? I don't know. Oh, I didn't see that. Was I there? remember reading that somewhere today. Oh. That was probably Philadelphia. Uh, might have been. Yeah. Old um, Forge is known for its uh, pizza. And amazing strip clubs, by the way. <laughs> Holy shit. Old Forge had one of the best strip clubs, strip clubs ever. Hmm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Put that on the side of a bus. <laughs> That's very Catholic of them. <laughs> so over you could to- marry a goat in the back of that strip club if you wanted. <laughs> so over in Hawaii, uh, Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court, has sided with the lesbian couple in a bed and breakfast case. There's a uh, couple that they went to book at a bed and breakfast, and they were told that they weren't allowed because they were lesbian. And the uh, state Supreme Court has now ruled in their favor and said that that is discrimination. There's a lot more about this. The Alliance Defending Freedom got involved, of course, because they want to defend the freedom of the religious people to discriminate against people. Right. Hmm. But they filed a lawsuit in 2011, and the state Supreme Court has now ruled on it. Um, it's gone all the way up that far. Who knows if they're going to appeal to the Supreme Court? I don't know. Seems likely. Yeah. Maybe they'll wait until Kavanaugh is in. Yeah. Well, by um, the time by the time it would get to them, it would it could be in anyway. So. Uh, also, real quick, I w- just to mention this, I saw this and thought it was. Uh, Astounding. So we know all about the immigrants coming in to the country and how they're being separated from their kids. Apparently multiple, at least two, we know of two for a fact, uh, women who were trying to get reunited with their kids were specifically asked about their religion in uh, in the questioning. So they were asked like, you know, their name and, and all the information to get them reunited with their kids. But one of the questions was, uh, what's your religion? What the, what's the right answer? Apparently, the right answer is Christian. None of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the answer that will get you your child back? Yeah. Oh, Christian, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah, please. These 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 people are are from Latin America. They're 99 percent going to be Christian. Why sure. is that? I mean, and what if what if they would have said Muslim? All <laughs> secret Muslims. Uh, all brown people are Muslim. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Duh. Uh, even I know that. <laughs> yeah. So if they're in any way being used as some sort of litmus test as to what religion you are, as to whether or not you can have your kid back, I mean, how is that relevant or helpful in any way? I don't see how – I'm sure that they'll come up with an argument as to how it is. But right now – Start the, bending that pretzel. The, yeah. they're, they're either denying it completely, saying our guys don't ask that, or they're uh, not giving any answer at all, so – depending on the organization, but... Yeah, one one said that the official was just following the form and didn't have any power over the situation. So that's it's a very strange story that needs some follow-up, I think. Yeah, I think they, they likely will be. This was on BuzzFeed, mm. so I'm curious to where this is going to go. I'm curious how many people they asked and didn't th- those people didn't think it was en- there was anything to it. Oh, of course you asked what religion I am. Like, it's just part of, part of the... Getting your kid back. I did. Anyway. Yeah, that's weird. All right, let's move on to the Helsinki Summit because... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I I was watching part of the summit I, after the fact. The news since has been nonstop, and I've had to, to just stop here and there because I actually get sick thinking about this. I don't... Mm. It just, It's disgusting how Trump is just kissing Putin's ass in front of the world. Mm. So if you haven't seen it, take a look. I'm not going to go through the details, but... 
Oh, but you gotta. <laughs> oh, if you want to, go. Feel free for it. I'm sure I'm going to comment, but... <laughs> like, well, the question... Some of the questions was that the AP and Reuters were there, and they were asking some of the questions, and they were not letting Trump off easy. And the, the two of them, Putin and Trump, are standing up there. And, and, like, one of the questions was, will you right now look at Putin and tell him that he was involved in trying to sway the election in the United States, and will you disavow that? And he just completely... Ask Putin to bend over and see if he could stick his tongue up his ass. Like, he, <laughs> I've never even heard of somebody doing something so treasonous uh -huh. as what our president did. Now, we are not at war with Russia. Treason requires us to be at war with them. So I don't I, think I, that's necessarily true. I think it is. In order to be charged with treason, we have to be, you have to give aid, you have to aid and abet uh, the enemy that we are at war with. Are you sure it's war, not just a hostile foreign power? I'm pretty sure, but you could, you know. I'm not sure. Just speculating. <laughs> Google the way, because I think so. Not Googling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's certainly a traitor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the exact law. I know that uh, the military can, uh, I, I'm 99% I'm sure that if you're in the military, you can be found guilty of treason without being at war. Hmm. Uh, Miriam Webster says treason is the offense of attempting by overt acts to overthrow the government of a state to which the offender owes allegiance or to kill or personally injure the sovereign or sovereign's family. Um, and then the second is you know, treachery, betrayal of trust. So I don't know, but the you know the Merriam-Webster the Merriam-Webster definition of treason and what you right, can be that, legally that's charged with is two different things, right? Yeah, so. that's very true. But even if you don't call it treasonous, the fact that he stood there and said that he would take the word of the Russian president mm -hmm. over the word of fellow Americans, including seventeen of his intelligence agencies, multiple members of his own cabinet. Multiple new indictments of, three of days Congress. ago. Sorry, and the indictments three days ago. Right. Yeah. Of how many new guys? Thirteen. Which he knew about before he went into the the meeting with with Putin. He knew about way before he even left the country. Yeah. I don't think that's what he said. I think you misheard him. He used the famous double negative of. <laughs> <laughs> this walk back is amazing. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't not not disavow anything our intelligence russia <laughs> no 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 he said originally said i don't know why it would be russia mm -hmm. but he used his words wrong like a three-year-old does apparently <laughs> and what he meant to say was wouldn't i don't know why it wouldn't be russia but, but you know previous to that's going well you know we've both fucked up it was another both sides thing right yeah and the we've rest been, well, of, you know the rest of the whole statement was about kissing Putin's ass and not blaming him for it. So He was strong and powerful, Karen. Strong and powerful. He was strong and powerful when he said it. Yep. Oh, me fail English? That impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Super Nintendo Chombers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunday night, I watched the the new Sasha Baron Cohen show called <laughs> This Is America, which I suggest everybody go watch, and saw the gun thing, and thought that was the craziest shit I was going to see all week. Mm. Till Monday morning. Or Monday afternoon, I was, and before anybody was seeing saying traitor or treason, I watched this and I go, man, this sounds like he's a fucking traitor. Like, yeah, this is insane. Like, it's, I mean, I know we've said it a million times before on this show, but if there was, if you needed any more proof that there was a P tape, <laughs> right? This is this is it. Well, I, th I don't, maybe, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that Putin um, plays to his ego. I think Putin was even asked, "Did you favor and did you favor Donald Trump in the election?" And he said, "Yes, he did favor Donald Trump." And yeah. Also, when they asked him, "Do you have compromising information on him?" He laughed. Yeah, and he did not. He, say he chuckled no. and goes, "Yeah, I've heard that rumor too." Right. Well, <laughs> not only he, he laughed, he said, "I've heard that too," and then he went on to describe how he had never heard of or met he didn't even know trump was in the country at the time he he went on to say that uh, you know i didn't know that trump was there so i couldn't have done any of it that was by the way a flat out lie we now have uh, vladimir putin as a 
complete liar on tape because he sent a personal apology to Trump. He was scheduled to be at the Miss Universe pageant. He sent a personal apology to Trump saying, I am sorry I couldn't be there. Here's a gift. And they didn't disclose what the gift was, but he sent him a gift for not being able to make it there. So the idea that he didn't (laughs) even know that Trump was in the country, bullshit. Complete yeah. They also talked on the phone, according to Trump. But then again, that might not be true right. either. So that, sure. you can't believe Trump, even on the stuff that can yeah. put him away. <laughs> oh, I'm just drunk and, with fear. And <laughs> the, the thing that amused me was if you watch Trump's face and he, um, he said something about it afterwards, he was personally insulted that Putin would say in front of all those reporters and the world that he didn't know that Trump was there and it, it was unimportant to him. That was that was a dig. Like <laughs> that. Uh, all this. This is I the mean, thing. That's the burn. That's the burn. It, it's shocking <laughs> to me that he was able to walk off of Air Force One, not in handcuffs. Mm. I mean, and also, I mean, I hope, I hope that there's people in the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and all those other intelligence ones that I don't know mm. that are like, "Fuck this dude. We're gonna work to fucking destroy." Like, just figure out a way to take him down. That is insanity, what just went down oh, on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. That was yesterday. I can't believe that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to be a member of one of these intelligence groups mm. and to be working and to, to see the your president do this, I mean, it's it's disgusting. I mean, just uh, the idea that uh, if, if I were in the military at yeah. this time and to see this, I mean, how could uh, – to try and go on doing your job where you could be putting your life on the line – but the president is kissing the, the Russian president's ass? Right, putting your life on the line for Russia now. Right. <laughs> like, that's what you've got to realize and understand. That's horrible. Yeah. But I see, and again, this is on Facebook, so I don't know how, you know, take it with a grain of salt, ex-people in the military saying this is a great thing that happened in Helsinki. Don't question him. He's making moves. He's working this out. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. The, the questions that I heard coming up at kind of the end of the, end of the day today were what did Trump promised Putin in this two-hour meeting. Yeah. What? What has? What has he given up? What? Is, if, what is he well, given? He probably just was like, uh, "Whatever you want," and he was like, "Okay, now we're going to watch the P tape for another hour and fifty-five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> if if he did what he did in front of the cameras, what uh-huh. the fuck did he do when it was just the two of them and the translators? Right. Yeah. When and it was part one of, on I mean, one. that alone. If this this press conference didn't happen, that alone is fucking suspicious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I mean, you spent the, the week prior shitting all over our allies, every one of them. Yep. Just a big steaming dump. And then go, now I'm having a private meeting with Vladimir Putin, who, by the way, everybody says is uh, fucked in our election and is poisoning people and doing all this shit. No, you can't see. I mean, he's got to be the dumbest criminal ever. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, he fires Comey, and then the next day has Russian diplomats and come into the Oval Office with no American press whatsoever. Yeah. Bragging about how he fired Comey because it was putting yeah. pressure on him. That's, I mean, that's um, anybody. I mean, I am not qualified to be president of the United States, but I know if I did that, I'd be like, maybe we should schedule that meeting like a month from now. <laughs> you know, it's going to look very suspicious. Right. <laughs> but no, he'll spend all week shitting on everybody. And then doing, I mean, doing this, I mean, if, I don't know how you, how like a guy that one of us might know that you give facts to and ignores all those facts, doesn't see what happened this week and go, man, this guy's in Putin's pocket. How do you not fucking see that? Yeah. Meanwhile, go ahead. Yeah. Do you just willfully ignore it? Seems to be the the way that, that, the way of things. I mean, there are, you could, I guess, technically you could have missed it. I didn't think that was possible, but. Until earlier today when I was chit-chatting with my beloved wife and she said, what did Trump do to the Finns? And I was like, what are you talking about? I think they're fine. And she's like, no, I read something about it. He caused a big mess in Finland. And I was like, oh, no, the Finns are fine. (laughs) He just handed uh, control of the country over to Putin in a uh, secret conclave that they had in Helsinki. And she went, oh, okay, good. I thought it was something that happened bad in Finland. And I was like, no, they're fine. (laughs) I don't remember the reporter, but did you see – I'm really trying to get his name. But did you see the interview with Putin afterwards where he tried to hand the the 13 indictments that just came out, copies of them to Putin? 
and say, did, Pres did President Trump, you know, give you these? And he handed them to him. And Putin was like, looked at them like they were like dirty fish. Mm. And mm -hmm, he wouldn't mm -hmm. put his hand out and eventually just motioned to a table. Like saying, you can, you can put them over there. And so he wouldn't even touch the indictments. President Trump never brought up the indictments, never mentioned them, um, according to Putin. He was asked about it by this reporter, and, and uh, yeah, Putin was like, no, he didn't bring it up. Didn't well, you know, up. Putin offered to help the, in the investigation. Oh, God. Yeah. Who, Putin did? Yeah. yeah. You didn't hear that part of it, where he's oh, like, thank it was a very generous thing that the president did, and he offered to help in the investigation. Yeah, why don't you bring you know? Mueller and his investigators over here, over here and we'll get this <laughs> resolved. Yeah. I'll offer them all a delicious beverage, and this will be wrapped up in no time. <laughs> I mean, is that – I don't understand how you can be so fucking pro-America, flags coming out of your ass, and look at this and go, this is the worst thing ever. How do yeah. you not do that? Oh. Uh, the same way that the uh, GOP is handling it. Man, those darn Russians. Mm -hmm. I mean, Trump tried his best. He looked so strong over there. But those, those, KG, those KG Cossacks, they're up to no good. Yeah, the, the Republicans won't – many of them won't do anything because um, – what is it? It's either – I know this is a big range, but it was either 70 or 90 percent of Republicans still support the president. Until that budges, there are a lot of them that won't change. They may be personally horrified by what's going on, but their personal re-election is more important than what's happening to the country. Well, it's not even re-election. I mean, if you look at what Newt Gingrich said, Gingrich was immediately was like, oh, this this is not good. This is the worst thing that's happened in the in Trump's pre presidency. He really needs to walk this back. Yeah. Doesn't need to change his thought processes. <laughs> he just needs yeah, to walk it back. Yeah, but those people, I understand, because they are directly benefiting. Yes. But like the coal miner? Yeah. Who has American flags all over his house and all over his car, and he wears the shirt, and he's got sure. everything, and he's like, yeah, that was the most American thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Shit all over our allies, and bend over and kiss the ass of a dictator. Yeah. Right. A killer dictator. Yeah. Who attacked <laughs> yeah, just, us? I mean, just <laughs> replace yeah. Trump for one second with Hillary Clinton. Imagine Hillary Clinton sat in Helsinki <laughs> and said that same fucking thing. Right. Fox News headquarters would, would fucking explode. <laughs> Oh, it's still exploding over the uranium conspiracy and the miss and uh, yeah. the missing emails. No, he brought that up and again. <laughs> yeah, he oh did. <laughs> to give Fox a little bit of credit where credit is due, for about an hour at least after after the what is summit the press briefing, many of the now granted this was during their news time, not during mm. their. Uh, uh, opinion time. Opinion, Opinions. right. Mm -hmm. uh, right. But the, a lot of the news people were saying, this isn't good. I don't know what he was trying to do, but it didn't come off good. Uh, he seemed weak. Like a lot of the people on Fox were saying negative things. Well, that is true. And that's Until he got home and had his comfy interview with uh, Sean Hannity. Oh, right. we watched that. I don't know why we watched that, but we did. Mm -hmm. Oh, how was Curious. it? I didn't see anything from it. It was Sean Hannity saying, hey, let's give an hour to Trump to, to tell us how great everything was. We got to watch mm. different parts of, um, of the press conference. He didn't yeah. play the parts where he was kissing the ass of Putin. Oh, he ignored all that shit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Completely. Yep. So while we're amazing. still on Russia, I want to bring this woman up. Uh, a Russian woman was charged with spying. Uh, I don't know the actual uh, charges, but Maria Butina has been arrested. And her what the grand jury hearing is tomorrow or was that today? I don't know exactly. But um, this woman is incredible. She has gone so far in a very short amount of time. She's only 29 years old. She is involved, highly involved with the NRA because she came over here and said that she was a member of a Russian group, a Russian pro-guns group, which is weird because you're not allowed to have guns in Russia. You're not allowed to own personal firearms. But uh, she said that she was a member of a Russian guns group and she got involved with the NRA and she showed up in several different places at some uh, NRA places where uh, Michael Finn went. Uh, she showed up where Don Jr. was in a couple places, uh, had pictures with them. She, there's a picture of her with Santorum. Wow. <laughs> She's all over the GOP. And in 2015, just before Trump had decided to run for, for president, she asks him a question about if you were to run and become president, 
How would you treat Russia? How would how would uh, you do things differently? And of course, Trump's response was one: Obama and Putin are best friends. You can't <laughs> believe how much Obama loves Putin. I'll do things differently. I think we can be friends with Russia. Like he he makes fun of Obama being a friend of Putin and then says, but I'll be a real friend. Mm. I, I don't understand where he was mm. going with that as usual. Speaking of Obama, before you go, the, you know, the big defense that they're saying to a lot of the talk show guys on Fox that they're like, hey, listen, man, this attack happened under Obama's watch. Hmm. And then they just leave it at that. They don't go like, and we'll fix it or anything like that. They're like, look, it happened in Obama. What can we do? <laughs> Prevent it from happening again? How about that? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Um, I was trying to, to get back on where, where I was going. So she's got all these links to the NRA. And as we, we had a story, um, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks ago about NRA and them getting funds from Russia. Mm. Yes. There's nothing directly linking her to any of that money. But I, I don't see how it can't. I mean, the NRA taking likely. funds from, from Russia and then the NRA giving money to to Trump's campaign. Yeah, she, she even has pictures. Uh, there's pictures of her with Wayne LaPierre. So she got high up in the NRA very quickly. I don't know what kind of contact she has, but this is impressive for a 29-year-old. It is. Well, well, she's kind of a pretty girl. She took a couple pictures of herself holding a gun. I could see why she could go far in the NRA very quickly. Yeah. Oh, the NRA. Who would have thought an organization run by Oliver North would get caught <laughs> illegally selling weapons abroad? Oh, geez. So yeah. she she was in contact with with Don Jr. as well. I think I mentioned so. And some of these some of these articles, like the one article, says that uh, this is as close as it gets to collusion. I don't understand how this is as close as it gets. I th think it's already clear that members <laughs> yeah, of Trump's campaign had colluded with Russia. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't get that statement. It doesn't make much sense, but we'll follow this. I wouldn't even call this collusion. I would just call this a spy infiltrating a bunch of dummies. Right. Yeah. And getting away with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess overall, I'm just I'm 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 either impressed with her or astounded by the lack of credibility or credulity of these uh, different people. I mean, how they can just, oh, you're from Russia? Oh, okay, well, you know, come on in. We'll, we'll have oh, you discussions like those too? You. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. pretty. <laughs> and you're a girl? Got it. She's like a real-life Black Widow. <laughs> Apparently, she somewhat is. Uh, there was an interview with a editor, uh, GQ, and she went and interviewed uh, Maria Butina and uh, went on like a, a shooting range, and not just a regular shooting range, but one of the it's a building, and you go through with the the fi live firearm and shoot right. the targets as they pop up, kind of situation. And apparently, she is kind of a black widow. Yeah. Wow. The uh, the 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 reporter was just like, yeah, she didn't miss. She was like <laughs> moving around corners like a pro and and firing off rapid rounds and hitting every almost, target. So almost as if she'd been trained by some organization in back in the mother country. Weird. Hmm. Like she'd handled a gun before in a country where you're not allowed to own a gun. Hm. Yeah, yeah. She definitely has had some sort of training. Uh, in any case. Fun. Uh, if you want another Russian contact, how about this guy? I think this is my last story. Well, before we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have another. Oh, you have another story. Yeah, I have That's another. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I had a quick one. Okay. okay. Brian Benchowski. We may have mentioned him. He's been confirmed at the... Uh, Justice Department. He is now going to be the head of criminal, the criminal division at the Justice Department. He's basically the head of all the prosecutors at the federal Department of Justice. All the prosecutors. Now, if you get that, that means if Mueller files stuff, it goes to his group. Yeah. So if Mueller files charges, it will go to Brian Benchowski in order to be prosecuted. So Brian Benchowski used to work for Sessions. He worked uh, for Jeff Sessions as a staffer. He then went into the transition team, Trump's transition team, and worked with them for Trump moving into office. Before he left the transition team, he sent a letter that said, hey, I would like a position in the Justice Department. And he then left and went into a private business for a little bit. And now he's been pulled out of private business and said, 
you were going to be the head of the Justice Department prosecution team. While he was in private business, do you know what that private business was? No. Alpha Bank. He worked for Alpha Bank, uh, the <laughs> Russian bank that was uh, that funneled money. And it was his job was to help with the PR of Alpha Bank so that they can get out from under the stigma of funneling money for Russia. This is also the same bank that had communications with Trump, the Trump campaign uh, email server. And they, the Trump campaign said, no, nah, I don't know. We, we can't control if somebody else pings us. Like, we can't control, you know, them sending us information. <laughs> that Alpha Bank. That Alpha Bank. So he, again, transition team. He went from that to working for Alpha Bank. And now he's going to be in charge of the prosecutors at the Justice Department. Who's previously been in charge of this? To this point, I don't remember. I know some of the people who, you know, a few years back were. Uh, Mueller was at one point before he became the head of the FBI. So everything that Mueller does will go through this guy before Rod Rosenstein sees it? So right now, if it goes to, to Rosenstein, Rosenstein can assign it to any prosecutor. Yeah, remember, the FBI does not prosecute crimes. They only investigate crimes. Then they hand right. it off to the prosecutor to prosecute. So, so they can hand it off to this guy and he can go, that's interesting. Stick it in a drawer. He can send it to a state prosecutor. He can. I don't know what all the options are, mm. but Rosenstein is still in control. But if something were to happen to Rosenstein, it also uh, puts Benchowski in line to, to move into Rosenstein's position. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. It will. It will. I was going to say, when you were talking earlier about, like, Trump being, like, the dumbest criminal, <laughs> why not? When you have unlimited numbers of fail-safes in place to get away with it... I agree with you. Fucking go nuts! No one's going to stop you. No! Nope, this is deck stacking at a level that I... Oh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> exactly. That is how I felt when I read this. Not that there's a whole lot uh, to this actual article, because uh, the article that I did find, again, they cracking down on the ad blockers, and it's annoying. Mm. But, um, yeah, this guy just uh, completely ruined my day. I'm I'm like, Benchowski, why why is this important? Uh, This is vitally important. He is Mm. completely in Trump's pocket, has ties to the, the Russians in the same way that a lot of Trump's other people have. And is now in charge of the prosecution team. It's amazing. Uh, the link that I am submitting, though, is uh, from uh, it has a video from MSNBC. Rachel Maddow goes through everything and describes uh, who he is and why this is awful. So that's the last Russian contact information I have. <laughs> uh, the only thing, the only other thing I would mention is I did see on Reddit today there was a uh, video from well from 29 years ago. A ex-KGB agent who immigrated to America, and it was him being interviewed and telling everybody um, how the KGB plans on using intelligence uh, surveillance and uh, taking over countries. Basically, uh, uh, using intelligence agents to overturn the people against their own government so that the, the Russians could come in and take the country back over. Um, this was 29 years ago, and it was about that. But if you listen to how he describes how it's done, let me just say, it's scary. <laughs> uh, and it sounds really familiar. Not saying that, um, that, he, that you know, they could take over America, but at the same time, disrupting the government. It, it sounds exactly like uh, what, what's been happening with uh, our elections. And, I mean, how many officials, how many of Trump's people have been indicted or accused or or have known Russian contacts at this point. It's most? Yeah. yeah. A, a mind-boggling number. So anyway, on that note, Jared, <sighs> what did you, you have? You a story. Uh, it's real. No, not a really a story, but just a, a quick comment and something you should probably, everybody should watch. And it has to tie in with Russia, too, so that'll work out perfectly. We can put a little tie a bow on it at the end. <laughs> Showtime, really knocking it out of the park. So in addition to Sasha Baron's Cohen show, This is America, which everybody should watch because at least you'll laugh a little bit while you're crying. <laughs> A listener of ours, Dustin, told me about a show called The Circus Today on Showtime, and I went and watched it, and it's uh, about the election and politics and everything that's going on. And the one episode I watched, which was episode one of season two, uh, takes place roughly around the time that Mark Zuckerberg was testifying for Facebook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in the midst of that show, they go to they're in Russia and they go to RT and they're interviewing the head of RT. Um, and then they go and interview, which is basically, I would say, Putin's version of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm. Um, and it is fucking scary. These people that he talks to and how adamant they are and how everything is twisted around and Russia is completely innocent and just a babe in the woods and <laughs> we're the bad guys and we fuck around and then they interview Russian citizens and Russian citizens are like, yeah, Putin's all right. Listen, that you guys are horrible, <laughs> but, uh, you know, everything's good over here. Why are you screwing with us? <laughs> Uh, it was interesting. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the show. But that first one, after yesterday watching it, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> RT is a fucking, just a mess. Mm. Well, it, it's actual state television. It, yeah. it is what Fox But they hire American journalists. Sure. But anyway, so go check out that show. Uh, this is Us and The Circus. Okay. No. <laughs> no? Well, fuck nope. you then. <laughs> nope. You just told us to go watch This Is Us, and I will not stand by that. Oh, I said This Is Us? You did. Oh, I'm sorry. This is America. Mm. Who is America? The circus. Who is America? Okay. Who is America is the title of the show. Who is America? Who is America? This is America is a song by Childish Gambino. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good song. It is a good song. It is. Excellent video. All right, that is all that uh, that I have on my list for this week. Sorry, it was not a positive note. I couldn't find anything to turn it back around out of the Russian stuff. Uh, did we even did we talk last week about the Peter Strzok thing? I don't know. Did we? Or did that happen in between our two shows? That might have happened in between. It seems Holy like a shit. month okay, ago. But, uh, I don't want to get into it, but I just was wondering. <laughs> yeah, it, I I didn't watch very much of it, but the the pieces that I saw were amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it depends on which side you're on. If you're if you're on the left, you're like, yeah, listen to that guy. He is he is like beaten back on these on these senators. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then if you are on the right, it's like, yeah, that guy is a complete douche, and they tore him one. And and I'm just rewatching it, going, wait, who who are you saying one? Wait, yeah, wait a second, rewind, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was amazing, mostly because of everybody yelling at each other, talking over each other. Will the gentleman yield? <laughs> All right. No. Does anybody have anything else? Nay. Nope. Nine. All right. Then I'll, that's uh, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media. Uh, thanks to those who have. Uh, you could also leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, again, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet at profanearg. Also, you can check out other shows that are on the soon-to-be-named network, of which we are a part. Uh, soon to be named network.com other podcasts uh, of various types most like pop culture stuff you, you could listen to uh, i want to thank everyone for listening and until next time i'm ray i'm karen i'm jared this is ian thank you good night and may our god go with you